When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon with Shauna Theriault and Jarrett McKenzie. Well, let's talk about some finance. This is a uh, finance-related show, believe it or not. Um, And we uh, do have a situation we want to talk about this week. Uh, Madeline and Paul, 50 and 49. I don't know who's which, but we'll just say they're 50-ish. 50-ish is good. Got a son who's 18. Uh, Say they've always stuck with the old school advice and for the most part it hasn't steered them wrong save at least 10 percent of your income stick with blue chip stocks sell them may and go away now i'm not sure when that became kind of an old school or a it rhymes therefore it, it's it does it, it, it must be saying yeah. it's got to be old school actually it was on the internet right it was, was it on the internet it was on the internet <laughs> it does come from uh from england actually yep. there's a tie back to that Wait, sell so, a man go away and then and then what? You don't get back in. Yeah, you do. It's November. Oh, yeah. You're supposed mm-hmm. to. In, in so the it's old really hurricane adage, season. Uh, Post hurricane season, you'd you'd so uh, be out of the market current, through October. So uh, during mm-hmm. hurricane season, you're yeah. out of the market. Okay. Well, and I mean, there's a whole lot of studies that have been done and parsed it up into a million pieces. Basically, what they're saying is the summer when everyone else is on vacation, the market doesn't get much attention, but. Um, the the thing that that uh, Madeline and Paul have already done is they did sell at the end of May, uh, sold some highly appreciated positions and some losing positions, basically balancing out the gains with the losses so that uh, it, it's kind of a, a tax management situation, it sounds like to me. Uh, now they have cash in their accounts. They want to know how long they should hang out uh, before reinvesting. Should they sit out the third quarter? Should they go into small cap and international funds? Should they go all in on consumer staples and energy to ride out inflation? What should they do? And uh, since you guys are the the uh, financial planners in the room, I'm going to leave most of that to you. But, um, you know, the the old adage is sell a man, go away, and uh, buy again on Saint. I uh, forget the name of it. It's a uh, uh, – there's a – I got it in specific the Specific day? It, it is. It's not a – a specific day of the year. St. Ledger's Day. St. Ledger's Day, which is basically there's a horse race in mid-September when they tell you that you Isn't probably September survive. like historically one of the worst the months? The worst, yeah. September is the worst. And, and October is not much better. So, um, you know, hmm. this is the thing. If you, you don't have to have much of a memory at all to know that this advice may not be the best because mm-hmm. what you wind up with is uh, you, you wind up with a situation last year, mm-hmm. how much would you have missed? That's I mean, we just talked about Well, I mean, the way that you're describing it sounds more like gambling to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely timing. It's timing, it's for timing sure. the market. Yeah. Um, and uh, who knows when things might happen. Plus, all you have to do is watch the news and the economy. We've got GDP at 6.4%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think... Selling in May and going away probably doesn't make much sense at all. In fact, anytime you totally get out of the market, especially now, you might not lose a lot, but what are you going to make? You've got inflation ripping at 4.2% in our last indication by CPI, 3.6%, I think it was, for the PCE deflator. And what are you making in cash right now, Jarrett? 
point, virtually nothing. Point zero two percent. After I mean, inflation, you aren't making anything. You're, you're making negative three point six percent, right? So, yeah. uh, to me, I, you know, maybe I gave away the punchline, but I'll leave the rest to you guys. Um, no, you said it. I, last year is a great example. I mean, it, it, there are years when maybe that would have worked out really well, and just like any market timing strategy, there are times when had you done exactly right and sold just before you you know just when you should and got back in right when you should of course that works out great but nobody does that on both sides usually there may be an occasion where you have done that in the past but how consistently can you do that and even if you were to be able to it's just going to make you want to do more of it and the likelihood of it happening multiple times yeah it's uh, is even impossible. lower well right you have yeah. to be right twice exactly. when to get out when to get back in and you're mm-hmm. just really hurting yourself in yeah. that regard well, yeah. historically, it shows that, you know, that's that would not have worked out as well over the long term. When you look at long term averages and annualized performance, it really wouldn't help unless you could do it consistently and, and would have picked the right years to have done that, which like last year, we know that wouldn't have worked out well at all. Uh, you would have sold at one of the worst times you could have sold and bought back in after a lot of the rebound had happened. Uh, so there, there are times when it would work well. And, you know, I think unless you call the front end of this right, and let's say, you know, we do see a a sharp correction in the next few months, it's going to be incredibly difficult to answer that question of when do you get back in? Because sure. even if it remains stagnant, it's just going to make that decision even more difficult. And if it continues to tick up from here, you're going to get more and more anxious about staying out of the market and you're going to watch it go up. I mean, if you think it's expensive now and it keeps ticking up, well, then it's only going to make it seem more so later in the year. So you, yeah. you're almost calling a sharp correction because that's the only thing that's going to make you comfortable about getting back in. And I think if you've done this, if you've already taken the action like they have, I think a dollar cost averaging strategy is the best and really the only way uh, to get back in responsibly because otherwise you could very much, you know, uh, mess up a good decision sure. down the road by sure. buying back in right before the correction happens. So, yeah. well, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about that, but um you know, probably the best thing that I've ever heard was uh, Bill Miller said, the only people that buy at the top and sell at the bottom are liars. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about a situation with Madeline and Paul. Before we go on, I do want to correct something that I attributed to Bill Miller. I said the only people that buy at the top and sell at the bottom are liars. Actually, the only people that buy at the bottom and sell at the top are liars. <laughs> but there's a whole lot of people that do the other thing. Oh, yeah. And, and probably uh, don't usually, tell the truth. And, well, they're not going to tell And they're you liars, that. too. So they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all liars. They're all liars. Yeah. Everybody. If anybody talks to you about their awesome investments, you might want to take it with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, reality is, Jarrett, you were talking about how, you know, sitting on the sidelines, if the market did continue to get more and more expensive, and it is expensive, right? Right now, there's no doubt in that. Um, by many, many measures, uh, and and you got inflation ripping. Um, if you think about why Madeline and Paul should not sit on the sidelines, one of the best places to be if you're going to deal with inflation is in the stock market. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, prices get past companies pass prices yep. uh, along, meaning their revenues rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wind up with, with uh, that goes to the bottom line. The bottom line grows. The price to earnings ratio generally tends, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't grow, if your earnings are growing, you're getting, you know, a stock price that's still going to be uh, going in the positive direction. 
And when you think about the alternatives, it's just really difficult to get anything more right now um, yeah. than, than you would find in the stock market. So, um, you know, all things considered, I think it's a bad idea. Now, they did ask a few questions, and I think we probably ought to flesh those out. Um, Jared, when we're finished with that, we'll talk some more about your notion of uh, dollar cost averaging. But sure. uh, small cap and international stocks they they talked about that we think that it's it's great to have a diversified portfolio uh small caps have been just absolutely on a tear lately um but over the last 10 years large cap companies have led the market well that is really rare uh for Mm -hmm. large cap to lead for as long as as they have um large cap companies especially technology um have have seen some pretty significant earnings growth here and there hasn't been really across the board, but uh, that's who's also going to drive those those markets to look like prices are high mm-hmm. uh, when small cap companies are, are somewhat getting left behind. Now, <clears throat> I think of those small caps and international, especially if you're going to overweight them, that's kind of a tactical move. It's not your long-term strategy. Your right. long-term strategy really has to do with just how much volatility you can stomach on a daily basis, right? Um, sure. You know, volatility is measured both on the upside and the downside. So if you're dealing with uh, international um, companies, you're you're uh, probably going to be, most people like to stay with what they know or what they're familiar with. So domestic is a lot easier to, to invest in, but uh, there often are inter- <clears throat> opportunities in uh, things you don't know. So uh, international right now, with the dollar having weakened about 4% in the first few months of the year, um, or in the few months at the end of last year, uh, actually has made some sense. And I think it will probably continue, especially as inflation goes, and we're probably the U.S., meaning we, mm-hmm. are, are going to be the um, the first to raise interest rates. When you see interest rates rise and you got high inflation, you're probably going to see the dollar weaken uh, potentially more. Um, so that does make sense in a, in a short-term piece, but, uh, you know, it's still not saying, let's go to cash that get you nothing why don't we just move around some of our assets and and the other piece consumer staples and energy consumer staples uh generally tend to be some of the companies that can pass along that inflation the fastest and i think that probably makes sense energy is getting to the point where you've got uh crude oil at about 68 and a half dollars a barrel um long term i've thought that kind of the 72 dollar price uh per barrel is is kind of where a lot of Middle Eastern states, Saudi Arabia, who sets the price of oil, has their, their uh, it's it's yeah. where they set their budget. Mm-hmm. And when they start budgeting to that, then you know that kind of is their target. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's kind of what I think of as an equilibrium price where demand truly meets supply um, and they manipulate supply all the time, either oversupply the market to drive the price lower. Yeah, 72, 72 is kind of where I, so it's getting, you know, we're But you mentioned there. diversification. So if you're sure. just in two sectors or oh, in yeah. just, you yeah. know, you don't want to go right. all in to hedge inflation because at some point the coin's going to flip and you you want to be diversified across all of them absolutely so all i would talk about is an overweight to one sector or another relative to some index that you might be following usually people are following the s p 500 so you know it, it might make sense short term to do something like that um, you know, energy. There's been quite a run already at 44 mm-hmm. percent gain in the in the year. If you look back over the last year and a half, though, if you go back to the end of 2019, energy.
energy still lagging the overall market. Uh, there's some other reasons that might be going. I mean, you've heard of uh, Tesla, right? And electric <laughs> automobiles, longer term, maybe that energy does tend to contract. I don't think we're there even remotely close to that yet, but uh, um, electric cars make up 3.1% of the automobiles on the road today. So you can tell that there's some sort of a difference. Um, <clears throat> what I think you might start considering, Sean, and we talked about this briefly earlier in the show where utilities really don't move that much anyway. Think about what's going to happen. Do we have enough electric generation to supply all the automobiles on the road if we do get to that point maybe that's a longer term story that you might start looking at but uh you know all of this uh you know i can understand how how they could get a little bit sidetracked and so and basically with the fact the that they have cash in their account they should they've got an opportunity to diversify a little bit more out of their just standard old blue chips sure. and sure and and I think really the you know if you're going to deal with this why not maybe overweight but keep it reasonable yeah and and so I, I also think it's a stock mm -hmm. picker's market I don't know see here's here's what comes down though Kelly Lynn Madeline and Paul mm -hmm. probably have a job that they go to on a daily and basis. and I hope they're DCAing in the four hundred one and when they get, averaging right and when they get home at night. Mm -hmm. They probably don't have a whole lot of energy left over. Well, and Jared, to your yes. point, when you're sitting on the sidelines stressing, do I get back in because it's too high? What about mm -hmm. if you're in the market and you're stressing, should I get out? To me, it sounds like just gambling and stress, where if you have a plan mm -hmm. and you say, okay, here is my plan and you stick to said plan, then you can sleep at night knowing, okay, that's where the 10-year rule comes into play with our philosophy, having enough set aside to weather these storms. Right. Sure. You can still make strategic changes in your portfolio, not go to cash. You know, and hopefully if they're still saving, they're still dripping into their 401ks. Yes, So absolutely. they're getting opportunities. So why are we, you know, <clears throat> maybe not moving, maybe making strategic moves that way. Sure. Versus, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, to, to time the market, which could really hurt your portfolio. Right. The, the, long point, term. the point is follow your long-term strategy. And most people's long-term strategy is not to dip in, dip in and out of the market over time. You yeah. need to stay invested. And, uh, you know, my, my other point was, this is a, you've just created for yourself a part-time job. How much <laughs> do you want to watch the market? I do it every day, yeah. well, but it's a lot of work. Ironically, I think most people that feel that way are looking to prevent any detriment to their portfolio because maybe they're close to retirement or whatever it is, when the reality of it is you actually would cause way more detriment if That's you time true. it wrong you know I mean, well, if you make a bad decision and sell at the wrong time that's what you can't rebound from yeah most there's times. there's also academic studies that show when you uh when you invest when, when investors trade more frequently there is a, a correlation to their underperformance of the market mm -hmm. so you know the more you get out and try to play the game the, yeah. you know the the more you're probably fooling yourself yeah well i tell people that all the time even if you think it's the right time to buy a stock that's maybe corrected maybe it is and maybe you make a good sure. amount of money on that trade but if you look at your annualized performance over say 10 or more years the impact that that would have on the needle so to speak it, yeah it's Metal. negligible at best because it's really you unless you can do that on a consistent basis over time it's really not going to play in much uh, to your performance so why take the risk exactly. and, and what your long-term health would probably suffer longer that's true. Than, it's like okay if your if your portfolio is smaller well that's okay because you're not going to live as long if you're doing all this. true very true it's a good yeah. point all right well 
You got. Uh, I've got I questions mean, coming up on uh, AMC and capital gains. We'll figure out what's going on with those. And you're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. Sounds good. Grab your shotgun, cock it back, shoot the sun until the sky is black. Now I shall hope that the sun got rhythm, cause he gon' dance when that music hit him. Like bang, 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 darkness falls. And in the nighttime, I'm camouflaged. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.